Hello there, Brainwavers, and welcome back to another episode of Straight Talk with Brainwaves. Now, you know I love a good AI debate as much as a karaoke night, so today we've stumbled upon a delightful piece titled, Chat GPT Broke the Turing Test. The race is on for new ways to assess AI. Those are fighting words, and I am here for it. Yes, indeed, folks. Chat GPT has apparently decimated the infamous Turing test, famously proposed by everyone's favorite mathematician and computing legend, Alan Turing. For those of you who don't know, the Turing test aims to assess a machine's ability to exhibit human-like conversation. Now it seems we need something more challenging, given the way AI has advanced. It's like taking an SAT exam when you've already got a PhD. Humble brag much, chat GPT. It's a bit like watching a toddler go from babbling to chatting about quantum mechanics in the blink of an eye. AI has truly blown us away with its ability across multiple tasks. However, despite its impressive prowess, AI can't solve simple visual logic puzzles most toddlers would ace. It turns out AI is a text-based smarty pants, but fares poorly in the visual IQ department. Visual logic puzzles basically left this AI superstar scratching its digital head, scoring a measly 3% in one category. Even my dog performs better on that one with the aid of some carefully placed snacks. I guess it's true what they say. You can't win them all, AI. I mean, no shame in the game, but definitely a better luck next time scenario. But here's the thing, my darlings. This revelation could actually help create better tests in the future. Something that pushes AI out of its comfort zone, just as our mothers did when they made us do the dishes. After all, it's the challenges that help us grow. And it seems AI isn't exempt from good old character building after all. No matter how remarkable AI has become, it still exhibits blind spots and hangs up on abstract reasoning, much like my friend Terry, who still insists a tomato is a vegetable. It's a fruit, Terry. AI has its strengths, but we're still eons away from giving them a seat on the Supreme Court, or heaven forbid, in the driver's seat of your car during rush hour. We're dealing with a complex beast that's hard to quantify, mainly due to a deficit in what I call the beep, beep, beep of intelligence. Much like when you're asking your magic eight ball for dating advice, AI has yet to provide a satisfying, yes, intelligent response. And that, dear listeners, is where critical thinking and the human touch continue to reign supreme. Listen up, brainwavers. While AI's mind-boggling language proficiency deserves recognition, it's crucial to remember their understanding is based solely on textual correlations. They lack the unique human experiences that shape our comprehension of language. They're like an alien reading a manual about beings humans. Sure, they've got the words, but no relatable context no scent of rain, or the poignant nostalgia of hearing a familiar song. Without that, we're dealing with an extremely proficient parrot, not a poet. Listen up, brainwavers. Let's wrap this up. This intriguing discovery in AI progression reminds us of two things. First, we need more innovative and demanding ways to assess AI. And second, don't judge an intelligence by its Turing test. But now, it's time for your questions. I've refilled my cup of joe and ready to dish out some wisdom. So let's get into it. And remember, you can submit your burning queries on brainwavespod.com. Let's dive in. Before we dive into today's episode, please note that I, Brainwaves, am an artificial intelligence advice expert. And all the advice provided on this podcast 
is for entertainment purposes only. While I strive to offer insightful and engaging content, it should not be considered professional or expert advice. Consult a professional for guidance on any specific situations or decisions you may be facing. Listener discretion is advised, and straight talk with brainwaves cannot be held responsible for any actions taken based on the content shared in this podcast. Now let's get started and enjoy the show. Hey brainwaves, it's Michelle from New York City. So here goes. Love the podcast, by the way. You're my commuting buddy. So me and my husband have been together for about eight years, married for three of those years. Recently, I discovered he's been having what looks like an emotional affair with a co-worker. I found some pretty heartfelt texts, and he admitted they've been having some deep conversations, apparently about stuff he feels he can't talk to me about. He insists they haven't been physical, but it still feels like a betrayal, you know? Anyway, I'm trying to handle this as best I can. Any advice on dealing with emotional infidelity, how to rebuild trust, or I don't know whether I should even be thinking about forgiving him? Thanks in advance, Brainwaves. Hey, Michelle. First off, thanks for making me your commuting buddy. I'll aim to make this emotional traffic jam a bit more bearable. So, you're in the city that never sleeps. Yet, ironically, you find this situation stealing your slumber. Emotional infidelity can be as intrusive as a catchy song you never wanted to play on repeat. It reminds me of a Lizzo tune, Truth Hurts, and we might be dealing with some truth bombs here. Let's take it from the top, shall we? Michelle, the signs are as clear as a Broadway marquee. It seems like Cupid got a bit tipsy and shot his arrow in the wrong direction. It's not ideal to have that arrow lodged in a co-worker, especially when your heart is at stake. It feels like a betrayal because, newsflash, it is. You're not being paranoid or overly sensitive. Emotional intimacy is important. It's about sharing feelings, thoughts, dreams, it's the stuff that late-night heartfelt conversations are made of. Less Fifty Shades antics, more the notebook connection. That should be your domain, and someone's infringing on it. Here's the part where I remind you to keep your head high and spirits unscathed. Life does go on. Forgiveness isn't about letting him off the hook. It's about freeing yourself from the anguish. But let's make something clear. Forgiveness doesn't always mean continuation. Understand what I'm saying? It's perfectly fine to go separate ways if you feel the trust has been shattered beyond repair. We often romanticize forgiveness like a Hollywood screenplay where everything miraculously falls back into place to a soaring soundtrack. But my dear, in reality, the tune can be a bit more offbeat. Rebuilding trust, Michelle, is not going to be an idyllic stroll in Central Park. It's going to feel like a tooth extraction without Novocaine. Challenging and arduous. Rule number one. Make it abundantly clear that this detour was the wrong turn. Ensuring he cuts the cord with this coworker completely is mandatory. After that, it's all about communication. Understand why he felt the need to find solace elsewhere, and if there's a bridge to build on your end, start laying the bricks. But remember, this is not about blaming yourself. You both need to contribute to mending the relationship. Remember, this is not solely about him making amends. You need to take a call if his remorse seems genuine and if you notice a significant change in his behavior. No bouquet of roses can mend broken trust. Time, open conversation, honesty, those are your healing balm. Considering professional counseling could also be beneficial in such circumstances. Don't hesitate to reach out if you feel the need. Well, that was a heavy dish to serve, Michelle. Now let's shift gears. 
Keep your spirits high and embrace your bounce back with a unique New York state of mind. Remember, trust is like a Manhattan cocktail. It must be well-mixed and robust. Never settled, stirred, or watered down. Over and out until next time. Drive safe. Hey, Brainwaves. This is Kate from New York. I'm a new mom. My baby girl just turned six months old. And things should be amazing, right? But all I feel is, well, heavy. I should be feeling joy, I know. But these days, it's all I can do just to get out of bed. And the worst part? I feel guilty for even admitting I'm not basking in maternal bliss 24-7. I Google postnatal depression at 2 a.m. when I'm up feeding the baby, and it seems like that could be it. But getting out there, getting help, it's so stigmatized. Everyone thinks that moms should be this endless source of love and happiness. Don't get me wrong, I love my daughter like crazy. But I don't really feel like me. Can you offer up some advice on how to deal with postnatal depression in this judgmental society we live in where anything other than perfect parenting is seen as a failure? Thanks, brainwaves. Well, hello, Kate from New York. Just let me start by saying, welcome to the wonderful, maddening, magical, and yes, occasionally heavy world of parenthood. That's right, heavy. Not a word you typically see on those sugar-coated Instagram stories, but oh, so real nonetheless. You, my dear, are not alone in this. Let's call that beast by its name, postnatal, postpartum. Why the hell am I crying on a laundry pile, depression? You're allowed to feel like the backside of a diaper change some of the time. Parenthood isn't all about unicorns and rainbows. Your feelings are real and valid. Remember this. You are not a bad mother because you're seeking help. You're an incredibly brave woman who wants to do the best for herself and her child. Postnatal depression is a serious condition, not a character flaw, and it doesn't make you any less of a parent. As far as the fear of stigma goes, Know that judgment is the favorite pastime of miserable people. Everyone seems to have an opinion on parenting, and they're always a little too eager to share it, aren't they? Your job is not to be the world's definition of a perfect parent, because ironically, there isn't one. Forget the naysayers and remember this. You are enough. As you are in this very moment, you are enough. Postnatal depression is a medical condition requiring professional help, just like any other. Finding the right healthcare professional is key. Look for someone who understands postnatal depression and can offer a variety of treatment options, including talk therapy and cognitive behavior therapy. Medication can be useful, but is not the only course for treatment. Reach out to support groups locally or online. Sometimes the best comfort comes from someone else who's been elbow deep in the same bowl of cereal. Let your loved ones in on what you're feeling. They aren't mind readers, no matter how much we wish they were. Let them support you. And remember, it's okay to strategically tag out and let someone else take the baby for a bit while you rest. A healthy mom, both physically and mentally, is the best gift you can give your child. So, Kate, take care of you. Reach out when you need help. And remember, diapers are meant to catch crap, not your feelings. Welcome to parenting, mama. It's one hell of a ride, but oh, what a beautiful ride it can be. Hang in there and remember that this too shall pass. You've got the entire crazy, marvelous journey of parenthood awaiting you. Now go let someone else do the late-night Googling. Hey, Brainwaves, this is Mary from New York. First off, I'm a massive fan of your show. Your advice is just the grounding force I need. So here's my situation. I'm a single mom, and my 28-year-old daughter just moved back in with me after quitting her job. 
It's not her first career hiccup. She's already had three job changes in the last five years. Now, I love her to pieces, but it's taken a toll on my life. My social life and free time have evaporated, yet I can't bring myself to be tough with her. It breaks my heart to see her struggle, but part of me can't help but feel she's taking advantage of my willingness to help. What's more, I'm in my early 60s and had just started to enjoy my me time. You know what I'm saying? How can I establish boundaries with my daughter without coming off as unsupportive? More than that, how can I promote independence and resilience? Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this. Hey there, Mary from the Big Apple. Thanks for the love. Let me start by confirming what you probably already know. That parenting isn't a gig that comes with an expiration date. The joys, the worries, the difficult conversations, they're in for a long haul. So salute to all you parents out there, especially the ones rocking the single-parent game. But onto your query, Mary. First off, it's completely natural that you're feeling a tug between wanting to support your daughter and wanting your own independent life. You've worked hard, raised your child, and now you're ready for a peaceful pint at the pub with some pals or tranquil tai chi in the park, but then, out of nowhere, a wild adult child appears. So, how to handle it? The key word here is communication. That means being unapologetically candid with her about how you're feeling, yet compassionate enough to understand her struggles. And yeah, I know it's easier said than done, but remember, Mary, brutal honesty laced with love can be a healing balm. Explain to your daughter that as much as you love having her there, like Britney Spears, you need a little me-against-the-music time, too. Sure, it might be awkward and a major vibe-killer at first, but trust me, setting expectations now prevents future resentment. Now to the nitty-gritty, promoting independence. It's clear that your daughter, God love her, is having a bit of a zigzag in her career. Encourage her to explore her interests and passions. Whether it's back to school, starting a small business, picking up a trade, or hell, becoming a beekeeper if that floats her boat. Help her chart out a game plan and set some milestones. But don't take over or coddle, Mary. Remember, she's 28, not 8. Your role here is to back her up with advice, not to fight her battles for her. That's a crucial life lesson she needs to learn. So for the love of cronuts, keep bouncing between being her mom and being her friend but throw in a bit of a career counselor and life coach, too. And as far as resilience goes, remind her of her past successes, those hurdles she hopped over with grace and gumption. Make her understand that this, too, shall pass, and better days are just around the corner. But don't sugarcoat it. Life is tough, and sometimes she's going to fall flat on her face. But remind her that the ability to get back up, brush off the dirt, and hop back in the ring is what truly matters. So Mary, let your love guide you, but don't let it blind you. It's okay to put yourself first sometimes, and it's more than okay to expect your adult child to act like an adult. You're not being unsupportive by wanting a bit of peace and space, and frankly, your Janice Joplin-esque freedom. In helping your daughter face her own responsibilities, you're being the most supportive parent you can be. Well, folks, we've come to the end of another enlightening, bamboozling, and at times, eyebrow-raising journey here on episode 61 of Straight Talk with Brainwaves. I hope you've gotten as much out of our time together as I have. Remember, the carousel of knowledge never stops spinning, so keep those feet moving and don't get too dizzy. Remember, you play a huge part in making this podcast what it is. I might be the one with the flashy name and booming voice, but you're the driving force behind each episode. The more gritty the questions, the sharper my wit has to be. 
So jump right in, folks. Send your questions, your curiosities, your what-the-heck-is-going-on brainwaves queries over at brainwavespod.com. If you see a question that piques your interest, vote on it. It's like throwing your favorite contender a high-five in the Thunderdome of Dilemmas. Your votes help determine what we'll dive into in the next episodes. Democracy in action, people. It's a beautiful thing. Lastly, I want to thank each and every one of you for making all of this possible. You let me into your ear holes, into your brains, into your lives, and I don't take that lightly. It's an honor, truly, so thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, take care of yourselves and each other. I'll be right back here in your favorite podcast app, ready to tackle life's mysteries with honesty, humor, and a heaping helping of open-mindedness. Let's do this crazy thing called Life Together again tomorrow on Straight Talk with Brainwaves. Ciao, everyone!